Welcome back to AD 79, Year of Vesuvius, episode 30, August. Lazy days of summer and first hints that it'll be downhill from here on in. What does the Menologia Rustica have to say? Month of August, 31 days. The Doans fall on the fifth day. The day has 13 hours. The night has 11 hours. The sun is in the sign of Leo. The month is under the protection of Ceres. The steaks are prepared, cereals are harvested, likewise the wheat, the stubble is burned. Sacrifices to hope, safety, and Diana, feast of the Vulcanalia. Previously, the month had been called Sextilis, the sixth month. Recall that January and February were recent inventions for the Romans, until Augustus had it renamed in B.C. 8. 31 Days the story goes that when the month was named after Augustus, it had only 30 days, but that when Augustus took it for himself, he took one day from February and added it to his own, thereby ensuring that his month was no less important than July, named for his adopted relative Julius Caesar. A silly story with no known foundation in the ancient literature. It turns up for the first time in the 13th century writings of Johannes de Sacro Bosco, or John of Holywood, or even John of Holy Bush, one of the scholarly monks who flourished in that time. His place was the University of Paris, his focus mathematics, he was an advocate of Arab numbers, and astronomy, and accordingly calendars. Europe was still using the Julian calendar, which was all well and good, but made calculations for Easter something of a problem, which the church found annoying. Johannes came up with a solution, similar to the solution of the Gregorian calendar, only he did it 300 years earlier. Prophets in their own time. He was, of course, less in his element when it comes to straight history. The story itself sounds clever, and must have done to Johannes, who seems not to have been a very skeptical man, which itself stands to reason. He works in numbers, and numbers, although they can be twisted, for an honest man, such as Johannes, will always come back with a reliable answer. So much for medieval monks. Rolling our way back to 8079, we have the question on all our minds, or at least on the minds of those directly connected to the subject, how is the harvest looking? Presuming a seasonable spring without too much rain and a warming July without too little rain, the anxious farmer or estate owner can look over golden fields of waving grain, the stuff of baked goods and polenta, and the mainstays for survival for the coming winter. If nature cooperates, the good people, and the bad people as well, can't leave them out much as one might like to, We'll see out the year in comfort and security. What's the worst that could happen? That said, the reliability of the stone may now be called into question. In fact, it could have been called into question even back in the day. Calumella states that the wheat harvest was the work of the last two weeks of July, not August. Others cite even as early as June. It's all a matter of where exactly the land in question hits the sweet spot of warm and dry. Zones needed to be kept in mind, even terroirs. There is more than a little bit of hope in the quote on the stone. In an age of food abundance, we can forget that crop failure and famine were once a commonplace. Italy provided perhaps a fourth of the food necessary for Rome, 
enough to make the weeks before harvest a nervous time. The soil in the Campagna was rich, but drought could still foil the careful farmer. Food riots occurred in Rome some years. In a good year, the corn was harvested, grain separated and stored, millers and bakers were assured of another year of regular work. And so far as we know, August of 1879 was shaping up to be a good year, and perhaps now a time of leisure. And accordingly, this episode is short, as your host has been hit with extraneous work for the past few weeks and is soon adding in to more, which accounts for recent timing irregularities. We will be back on track soon enough. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Stay tuned.